Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, April 10th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Patrick, let's get right into it. Uh, spring game, just three days away. We're going to meet with Ryan Day after Ohio State's practice this morning. We'll meet with Coach Day about 10.30 a.m. Buckeyes are currently uh, in their 13th practice of spring. We'll have one more real practice than the spring game. Um, so let's get into it. Um what do you think Coach Day is going to say about the quarterbacks? I'm, you know, he's obviously going to be asked about it today. You think he's finally going to name a leader? Um, I, I'm guessing I know your answer. Just what do you think he's going to say about the quarterbacks? More of what he said all spring, uh, which is more or less not nothing. That's not the right way to put it. You know, he has updated us on on his thoughts and and how they've practiced and whatnot. But in terms of the answers, fans would like to get. Um, you know, if there's truly a leader when he plans on naming a starter, things like that. I don't I don't foresee him coming out and saying anything of that sort until at least after the spring game. Uh, you know, maybe on Saturday we'll get a bit more f- from that angle. But, you know, it seems to me he's sticking with the this is a competition and, you know, we're going to let it play out as long as it needs to. Um, you know, I think from what we've seen, it while I do believe it is a competition, I believe that, that Justin Fields has the leg up. Um, but I haven't seen enough where I'm, you know, sold absolutely that he's the starter. And I think that's what Ryan Day would would have to see to say for sure. You know, he's a guy who obviously just came in in January, is still learning the playbook, as is Matthew Baldwin, who, while he was able to study it last year, wasn't able to do a ton coming back from that ACL surgery. Uh, so, you know, both players are, are still young, still learning you know, relatively new to the program. So I think it, it makes sense that there hasn't been one guy that's that's really stepped up and, and taken, you know, the bull by the horns. I do think um, if you got Ryan Day in, in his most honest moment, he would tell you Justin Fields is ahead, both because of what he can do physically as a thrower and a runner and how quickly he's picked things up. Ryan Day has been pretty candid about that. So I think that's kind of where it stands. But I think they're going to go into the offseason with, without a starter named, maybe we get a leader named after the spring game and then, you know, kind of continue that evaluation from there. Um, you know, not indifferent to, to, to other quarterback competitions we've seen in the past. So, you know, I think it'll give the guys an opportunity to step up as leaders leading the off season program and see how that goes. And then going to fall camp, both players should be pretty fired up if they know that, that they both have a chance to win the job. Yeah, that's very well said. I think Justin Fields was never promised he'd be the starter no matter what. But I think he was told, listen, if you come here, you're going to get the first team reps. It's going to be your job to lose. Uh, We're going to give you every opportunity to win the job. And I think he's done that this spring from everything we've seen, everything we've been told. Um, You know, just talking to people that are around the program, Joshua Perry on his podcast yesterday on Bucknuts, same deal. He, he's convinced that it's going to be Justin Fields. But I also believe that the coaches really like Matthew Baldwin. So sure. both, both things are true. But I will be shocked if 
barring injury, if Justin Fields is not the starting quarterback. Are you there? Will you, will you be maybe less surprised than I'll be? I'll be shocked if Justin Fields is, is not the starting quarterback this fall. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think there's a reason they brought this kid in. You know, uh, They had Tate Martell and Matthew Baldwin. And, you know, neither, well, Tate Martell was not a guy that, that Ryan Day recruited, but we've seen him run a, run an offense that is more uh, quarterback run heavy with, with JT Barrett and JT's final year. So it's not like Ryan Day was, couldn't run an offense with Tate Martell. They, they saw an opportunity to go get a former five-star kid and, and the number two overall pro- prospect in, in the country, um, you know, and, and when that opportunity happens, I think you do your evaluations and make sure that you agree with with those. But Justin Fields was rated that way for a reason, and I think they saw that. That doesn't mean that Matthew Baldwin isn't a good player and won't be a very good starting quarterback for the Buckeyes this, you know, or at some point in his career. But I think that Justin Fields, you know, was, was brought in for a reason. He obviously has to prove that he lives up to, you know, both that five star ranking and what um, Ohio State saw when when they evaluated him, but. I believe he will, and I believe he'll be the starter in the in the fall. And there will be a spring game this Saturday, which is good. Unlike Michigan, uh, Michigan is not having a spring game. Um, they're just having a practice, and it's it's open to the public, and it's going to be broadcast on radio, but not broadcast on Big Ten Network. So no, no TV for you. Yeah, and they <laughs> Michigan fans are most Michigan fans are not very happy about that. So it got me thinking. Um, I didn't have to think too long about it. When when was the last time Ohio State canceled their spring game? And I'm gonna put you on the spot, my friend. Do you remember the last time Ohio State canceled their spring game? No, I don't think so. We're we're hitting the 20 year anniversary. It was 1999. Oh, wow. Buckeyes okay. went off a really good 1998 season. Um, yeah. and but they lost a ton of guys off that team and. Uh, as I said on, on the message board this morning, I, John Cooper, I'll never, you know, um, my thought at the time was, oh, gosh, he's trying to hide something from the fans. What they did in 1999, they had a spring game. I use air quotes. People can't see me, but I'm using air quotes. Um, they, it was inside at the WAC. had nothing to do with weather. Um, they just had a private one. It was closed to the media. Uh, maybe a, a very few select media were there. Um, I was not on the beat in 1999. It was my final year of college. Um, but I will never forget them. Um, basic, it was just so shocking that Ohio State was not having a spring game. And I was thinking, man, are they trying to hide something here? Yeah, they were. They were, they were, they were basically a shit show in 1999. They were six and six. So I wonder about Michigan, what they're doing up there. If they're, if they think, you know, I don't think that they're doing it to get a competitive advantage. I think Harbaugh's trying to hide some things, but I want to get into Ohio State spring game. What do you think the format's going to be? Obviously, we'll ask Ryan Day about this later today. Do you think there's going to be tackling? We know there's actually going to be a game. You think it's going to be glorified, you know, two-hand touch? You think we're going to actually see some real football, just maybe with the quarterbacks wearing a black jersey? Just what do you think is going to happen? Based on what we've seen from when we watched the scrimmage that they had last Friday, I imagine it's going to be a lot like these last couple of years under Urban Meyer, where the the first half is – normal time, um, you know, normal rules, but the, the tackling is minimal. Um, and you know, obviously I don't think they'll be tackling the quarterbacks. And then as they get in the second half and get, you know, Justin Fields, uh, Matthew Baldwin, some of the bigger names out, we'll, we'll see some more tackling. I, I know we've heard a couple of times while we've been at practice that, um, you know, when, when Chris Chuganoff is gone in the game, they, they announced the quarterbacks live and, it, you know, that kind of it has become a joke, but uh, yeah, I think you'll see some of that. 
I, you know, if I remember correctly, that's how Urban Meyer did it the last couple of years. Um, the running clock in the second half, Ryan Day's already mentioned that just to, you know, not not have as many many reps on these guys' bodies in this type of game. But I do think we'll get we'll get some, you know, some look at real football. It, it won't be, you know, a, a regular game and, and it shouldn't be. It's it's a spring game. You don't need guys getting hurt. Sure, we'd like to see real tackling, live tackling, but you know, if if the concern is the safety of the players and getting them, you know, into the summer healthy and then into the fall healthy, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, going back to, to canceling spring games, I, the closest thing I remember to that is I think it was Trestle's last spring when they all wore military camo stuff and they just had like a last game as an Ohio, yeah. game as an Ohio State coach. Yeah. And, and they had a pra- you know, it was basically a, a glorified practice on the field, but that even that was televised on BTN, if I remember correctly. And they had the Virginia Tech, yeah, Virginia Tech logos on there. They had the yeah, camera right, right. of the tragedy so. at Virginia Tech had just happened. Right, um, yeah. But you're right. Well, Northwestern, just it's for the listeners that don't know, you're saying, well, Michigan's having a practice. A, a lot of schools just basically have a yeah. practice, maybe with a little bit of like scrimmage moments mi- mixed in, and it's still televised. For example, this year on Big Ten Network, this Saturday, Northwestern is doing exactly that. They're just having a practice. So this is so Michigan people were asking on the board. Well, maybe Big Ten Network just didn't want to show Michigan Michigan's practice. Like, no, all joking aside about Michigan, they are the second biggest fan base in the Big Ten behind only Ohio State. Right. And that means good ratings. So that's Harbaugh telling Big Ten Network, no, we don't want television coverage of it, which I find very interesting. But uh, I do want to finish um, talking about uh, the defense, the revamped defense. Obviously, four of the five coaches on the defensive side of the ball are new. So, you know, Buckeyes were 72nd in the country last year in total defense, Patrick. So I know they're going to be a lot better. Um, I mean, I think they could be significantly better. I like what I'm hearing about they're not just going to be in man press all the time. They're going to be – they'll probably actually be in zone more than they're in man press. But the biggest thing I like is they're going to be mixing things up. They're going to show they're in man press, and they're going to back off when the ball's snapped so the quarterback does not know pre-snap what's going on. I love this defensive line. We've seen so many deep, talented defensive lines around here. This one is going to be right up there with the best. I mean, they're going to go – their third-team defensive line is stacked. <laughs> the third team is, um, let alone first and second team. Just uh, when you look at this defense, what are your expectations? To be better, I think. You know, that's, How much? <laughs> it, I mean, you need, to be, you need to be at least noticeably better – you know, both from the from the eyeball test and the statistics, um, and that's the the minimum expectation. Ohio State's defense was just not good enough last year, and really the last two years it, it hasn't lived up to the standard. That's obvious that this was, or it's obvious that that was obvious to Ryan Day as he went out, as you mentioned, and, and made four staff changes. Um, you know, the secondary has got to be better. The big plays have got to come way down. You know, you, I mean last year was record setting and how bad it was in terms of allowing those big plays. The Maryland game stands out, but obviously they were giving up big plays all season. Um, you know, so the changes are going to be interesting because all we've heard since, you know, Chris Ash came in in 2014, I believe it was, was, you know, this man press, we're going to um, do the same thing and, and other teams are going to have to find ways to beat us. And now it's, it's kind of the opposite. Hey, we're going to do some different things. We're going to try and confuse um, offenses with with you know the the variances and what we do playing zone sometimes playing man sometimes you know going up to the line and pressing and then backing out of it 
whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's going to be a much more uh, diverse defense, but the whole plan is to make things simpler. They want these guys reading things and reacting, playing fast, as opposed to really thinking through things, which is, I think what happened these last couple of years, at, you know, especially at certain positions. And I think linebacker was the number one of those. Um, and I think that, you know, not, I don't want to say that anything that Ohio state's done the last couple of years is wrong. That style obviously worked when they had the right personnel and, and the right guys in there. I mean, you look at the success the defense had, especially the secondary with the number of guys they've produced linebackers, they've produced defensive linemen that, you know, so you go across the board and, and, and it's been successful, but it was time for a change. You know, they, they'd run it for so long. Teams knew what they were going to do. Um, you bring in a guy like Jeff Halfley, who everyone I've talked to, I'm sure everyone you've talked to about him um, seems to think he's the next great, you know, defensive secondary mind. Uh, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what changes there are. The bullet position obviously is something that's come up a lot this off season. I'm still curious how much that gets used. And, and I'm not saying that because I don't believe it'll get used, but I'm just not sure, you know, if someone asked the other day, I believe about if, if this could be their base defense and Greg Madison responded with, in some games, it might be our base defense and in other games it won't. So they're going to have a lot of tools in their toolbox uh, this year, which I think is good. And if they're playing fast and playing simple, like they've talked about, then they should be, you know, right up there with, with some of the top defenses in the country once again. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. I appreciate it, Patrick. And thank you to our listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate that as well. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Oh.